Hey there, this is Mio, the producer of Homemade. We're back with some bonus material, things we loved but couldn't quite fit into our first two seasons. So this is the first of two short episodes. One of our favorite homemade episodes is called My Roommate the Ghost, about two people who told us their stories of living with ghosts. Steve lives in Brooklyn. He got the sense a ghost was trying to haunt his baby daughter. So he asked a tarot card reader to visit. So I'm like, does the spirit have a hard time with us being here? It's yes. Does the spirit have a hard time with my wife? No. With the baby? No. And I'm like, does it have a problem with me being here? Yes. So from the reading, it was indicated that the spirit was protecting my daughter from me. The other story was about a woman named Krista who battled isolation and depression in Telluride, Colorado, until she was befriended by a ghost named Ramona. Can you describe that? It's hard for me to picture it. It's almost mundane, which is why it was so unique to me. Because it's like, it's a ghost, so it should be like alarming, it should be like scary, it should be like crashing and weird things breaking, but it just felt like, oh, just a person, you know, a roommate or a friend came over and now they're sitting on the couch next to me. Did it feel like a female or? Yeah, it did. It felt like having kind of like a girlfriend over. It felt confusing. But it also felt undeniable. It sounds kind of silly talking about it because I know so many people are skeptical of ghosts and I certainly was kind of skeptical of ghosts, but it just felt so obvious that there was somebody there. On the surface, stories about ghosts seem hard to believe until you consider this. 45% of Americans say they believe in ghosts. And a recent YouGov survey found that more than 30% of Americans said they had felt the presence of a ghost. And those numbers went even higher during the pandemic when people spent more time at home. So back when we produced Steve and Krista's stories, we also spoke to a guy named Victor Castro. He too had a spooky ghost story. But unlike Steve and Krista, Victor knew exactly what he was dealing with. This is Homemade, an original podcast by Rocket Mortgage about the meaning of homes and what we can learn about ourselves in them. Bonus episode number one, The Return of the Ghosts. In 2015, Victor Castro and his partner Jennifer moved out of Chicago and rented an old house north of the city. Victor worked in hospitality, so he was gone most evenings. But when he'd get home... Jennifer would tell me, like, there's something here, something going on. I mean, have you ever walked into a space before and you, like, oh my God, it's weird in here, or it's kind of bizarre. I'm not too sure why I feel the way I do. Any normal tenant would be spooked. I'd be spooked. But Victor and Jennifer aren't normal because they work on the side as paranormal investigators. Like, people call Victor to check for ghosts in their home. Except this time, the ghost was in his home. Not that we were scared, but it's different when it's in your space. So when you're an investigator, you go to other places and do this. So you don't really think of it as it's around you. By coincidence, a good friend who lived down the street was also a paranormal investigator. So Victor asked her to come over with a special voice recorder. And that's when they heard the voice. 
And when I got home, I heard it. I'm like, oh my God, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, crazy for sure. But then Mary kind of went quiet. No more creepy voices. But then early one morning, Victor was standing in the hallway when he heard a loud crash. And then one of his dogs, Milton, came racing out of the kitchen. Victor rushed in and saw Milton's bowl had been thrown clear across the room. Not once ever have I seen my dogs ever pick up their bowl with their mouth and fling it, ever, in anger or in play or anything. From that point on, Milton was on edge, especially at night when Victor was at work. But then one evening, Victor was home. I was watching TV, and I saw a black shadow shoot from the left side of my vision. And I immediately looked to my left, and I'm like, I know what I saw. Dark shadows are dark energy. Dark energy. Mary was a talker, but not, you know, unpleasant. Victor sensed it was someone else, someone angry. So he decided to smudge. Smudging is a native purification ceremony. You light things like sage or sagebrush and throw the smoke onto people or spaces. Victor went around the house smudging and talking to himself. I said to myself, I want whatever entity does not have warm energy and good presence in our home. Please leave. Now, this is where it gets bizarre. In my head, I kept on seeing this dark man in some sort of like hat, like a top hat, but you couldn't make out any features. He was almost like a fleeting mist. And he kept on saying no, like in my head, no, 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 I'm not leaving, I'm not leaving, I'm not leaving. And I remember just feeling this incredible sense of anger. Eventually, the man in the top hat did leave. But what about Mary? Days later, Victor learned from a neighbor that his house in the old days was owned for several generations by a peaceful family, nice people, well-regarded in the community. But more recently, it had been home to a series of unfriendly and sometimes dangerous residents, people known to the local police. And it just like hit me like a ton of bricks. And I just got goosebumps. And I thought to myself, Maybe the family was warning us of what was already there, or maybe they didn't want us to be like them, or they they were being cautious. Victor came to realize Mary had been a friendly voice, warning them of unfriendly ghosts. From that day on, the man in the top had never returned, and if Mary had stayed behind, Victor and Jennifer never heard from her again. She didn't need to warn them of anything else. Victor had a ton of other stories. Most of them were from his work as a paranormal investigator. So we ran Stephen Christa's stories by him. In short, this is what he told us. And you have to keep in mind, it's hard for someone to solve these things secondhand. Victor said parts of Steve's story are very rare, especially the stuff he told us about loud, clearly heard voices and lots of things falling from shelves. Victor said it sounded more like a poltergeist than a ghost. I think my first knee-jerk reaction was, okay, what is the father hiding? And I said, no, that's not it. It can't be it because obviously I'm a father. I love my daughter. There's no way I would harm her ever. So I can't say for 100% certain, but I think that whatever's there maybe has built a relationship with that daughter, perhaps, and is just looking out for her. And maybe there's something attached to the father. 
that he doesn't know that is attached to him. Because half the time, there's a lot of people that walk around and they have dark clouds over their heads. Not literally, but you know what I mean? Like where they are always down. But in, in actuality, they just need to kind of be by themselves and recharge. Victor's point is that the ghost might not have been telling Steve that he was a physical danger to his daughter, but that he needed to be more present mentally and emotionally. As for Krista and her story of depression and loneliness in a remote ski town, Victor said that her experience of just feeling the presence of a ghost was more common. In this case, a spirit like Krista who had also suffered mental illness. When you're in a dark place, it's hard to talk about to anybody. So identifying with a person's struggle and knowing that they have something that they're going through, they both probably healed each other a little bit there. Now, let's say just in her words, she didn't know if it was real or not, and she perceived it as she perceived it. It's exactly right. Whatever you perceive to be real is real to you. I will never take someone's story away because they don't have evidence. Both Krista and Steve believed an actual ghost lived with them, almost like they were roommates. And both of them got the sense that their ghost had been there long before them. I do believe that you have to measure up to the home's respect, so to speak. You have to give it ownership. You're here temporarily. And that kind of outlook, being humble and taking over a space and allowing it to get to know you is something that is not often done or at all. So if there's an entity in your home that is worried about your intention or if you're a good person, just like anybody meeting somebody for the first time, we want to trust them and we want to make sure we do. Making your intentions clear and doing it with action is the only way to kind of gain trust, whether this plane or the next. I think doing that at home, allowing yourself to be grateful for having a home to live in and using that in your everyday life at home will grow that environment to be a grateful and happy home. Whether real or not, the notion of ghosts and the past residents they represent cause us to reconsider our homes, where we might stand in their histories, and perhaps rethink how we treat them. Equal Housing Lender, licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumerAccess.org, number 3030.